Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. I have Allison Jane Ryan on today and she is an amazing postpartum coach. Thank you, Allison, so much for joining us today. Thank you, Becca. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation with you. Yes. So today we are talking about the mamas in the world right now that are so under supported and there's very little attention going to them. And so Allison is just really an amazing expert in this area. And so Allison, give us some background on your experience with this area of your life and then how you decided that this is the area where you would you know, be really excited to support other moms. Yes. So thank you again for this opportunity to to share my experience and my story and the passion that just burns within me around supporting women as they transition into motherhood. So I had my two daughters. um, My first was born about six years ago. And then my second followed shortly after that. My second is now four um, and I was, we were living in Des Moines, Iowa at the time, actually, that my daughters were born. And um, interestingly enough, I was part of a very tight-knit home birthing community in Des Moines. And uh, my husband and I chose to do home births for both of our daughters. So I felt um, very supported, you know, throughout my pregnancy and through my birth. Um, And I had really beautiful births with my girls. Um, My first was born in the summertime, which was an awesome time to have a first baby, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was a fairly smooth transition. But reflecting upon that experience, I was really anxious. And because I did and still do uh, most things 100%, I felt like in order to be the best mom, ever for this little girl, I was a hundred percent a mama. And so I really, really neglected my own self-care and self-worth as I transitioned into motherhood. And then when we had our second, um, you know, I experienced all of the, I would say, um, like regular transitional experiences of being a mom, you know, our marriage went through like a pretty rocky time and, Physically, I recovered somewhat quickly, but you know, there's, it's like, it's a life changing experience. And although I knew that my life would be changing in ways, I really didn't understand the like full spectrum of how much my life would change. And so upon having our second daughter, she was born at home in November of 2015. Um, Shortly after that, you know, once things had kind of quieted down, which was about a week or two after, you know, my husband went back to work and now I was home full time. I had been a stay at home mom up until that point with my first daughter. I was home full time with my six year old daughter and my four year, uh, my, sorry, my infant and my, she was like almost two and a half year old. And I was just completely overwhelmed. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. And you know, I was trying to point the finger at like, what could it be? What am I doing wrong? What is it that I don't get? Why is this so hard? And, you know, I did come to realize that I was suffering more in that experience than I had with my first. And ultimately, I realized, you know, I I need more help than I did the first time around. And so I did additional acupuncture. And I I suspected that I was experiencing some form of postpartum depression and anxiety. 
So I did seek help and I got that to a certain extent, but further down the line in our lives as a small family, we ended up moving. We moved when my daughters were, my youngest was about nine months and my older had just turned three that summer. And we moved in September of 2016. And so um, that completely (laughs) flipped the switch on a severe amount of stress in my life. And um, not a lot, a lot of isolation because we didn't have a community to where we moved, which is Minnetonka, Minnesota, which is where I am now. And we've been for the last three years. Um, but you know, a lot of my passion around supporting women as they transition into motherhood really stems from that specific experience of a feeling completely overwhelmed, completely isolated. Like there was something wrong with me. Like I was doing something wrong and not having the resources available and people not talking about just how challenging and difficult and overwhelming it can be. And um, so, you know, as I, I stayed home with my daughters, you know, up until about a year or so ago, now they're in um, preschool and kindergarten. And I started my business as a postpartum coach a year ago in January when I turned 40. And um, my passion for this sector of the population has grown and grown and grown. And so, My mission is really to create resources and opportunities for mamas to connect and to know that they aren't alone, that there isn't anything wrong with them, and to really reclaim their self-worth as a mother, as a woman, um, and to to put themselves first and in putting themselves first to really, you know, create a joyful life. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot there, but that that is essentially my story. I did end up seeking additional support for the postpartum depression and anxiety that I experienced. It became very intense and intense. I was rageful, you know, like breaking my plates in my um, own kitchen was kind of the final straw when I said, you know what, I need more help than I'm getting. And at that point I was getting a lot of help. Um, So it took a lot of courage to say, you know what, I am struggling. I need help. I thought I could handle it all on my own. And I just, I, I couldn't, and we shouldn't expect it of ourselves. So mm-hmm. when we're transitioning yeah. to really heavily from, you know, you look at our parents and how we have this, like, oh, this is the way that we should parent, right? So we're looking at from our our eyes as a child of how we saw them show up doing it all. Yes. Uh, and not taking care of themselves. Self, self-care was never a thing there. That was not an okay thing. It was a, you dedicate your life to your, your children And so we see so many of our parents, right, kind of going through this identity crisis, right, when their kids move out and they don't even know who they are, what they like. And we're we're, we're doing our children, you know, like obviously everybody does the best they can, but we do our children such a disservice not showing them how amazing life can be by filling our cup up, right, of how important it is to really focus on us. And so it's, I love hearing your story because I resonate so much with it because my kids are super close in age. Mm-hmm. And at a time I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old and a new baby. And I, at that time, my belief system was exactly that of just, you're just mom and nothing else. So there was no such thing as self-care. I wasn't going out with friends. I wasn't doing anything for me. I remember the day that I left to go shopping to buy myself clothes and I cried on the way there, my sister drove out of guilt for leaving my children for that hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I and can it's relate like, to that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just so, you know, honored that, that you're there serving them. And here's something else that I want the listeners to really know, you guys. Like, as 
working with a coach is one of the most valuable things that you can do in your life because you're in the middle of the storm. You can't see things the way that a coach can come in and having the same experiences as you are currently having and looking in and and helping you with small little tweaks and shifting your beliefs and giving you the love that that you're looking for the um what would you say maybe um the permission the, the permission yep to feel the way that you're feeling and then allow yourself to shift into something better mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know this is this is so amazing so i guess thinking of the the individuals who specifically like if you had to to show who specifically, where are they at in their lives? What are they going through where it's like, this is like a, a hell yes, must happen. And how specifically do you support them in the process? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the women that I am drawn to serve that really, you know, put a, put a huge wedge in my heart are those mamas who like me are suffering in their experience of motherhood who feel you know, completely overwhelmed. And I, I think that, you know, there isn't a specific age or stage in motherhood that I serve because I think that we can go through this and experience this, this at any stage. It could be a newborn stage and toddler stage, right? Where we're really mm-hmm. isolated. We're home a lot at that stage. Or I, I should say, at least in my experience of with my friends and people that I've talked to, a lot of those women, you know, they either choose to stay at home or they need to be at home to care for their baby. And it can be really challenging to get out into the world when you have, especially like a young toddler and an infant um, and in the Midwest, you know, with the winters and things like that. So women who are isolated, whether by choice or because of location and circumstances, um, you know, women who are just truly hating their experience of life, whether it, it, it's, you know, it's everything, it's motherhood, perhaps, and marriage and their own self-care, their own self-worth, um, and who just feel like they, um, they don't even know where to go. They don't even know where to start. They're so overwhelmed. And um, my services are to really one-on-one work with them for an extended period of time, for a six-month period of time, and to have regular um, conversations about small ways in which they can shift, just like you said. You know, that um, I, my experience of my own healing and transformation started with the smallest baby steps. And so that when I'm working with other women, that is also where we start, is really identifying where are the, you know, the small holes and also the big holes. And, and ultimately, how can we create boundaries that um, serve each individual mama? And, you know, there are all different kinds of circumstances around um, the experiences that we're having in motherhood, whether it's like financial, um, whether it's circumstantial, whether it's about a location, um, and, you know, whether we might be facing illness or even just the, the personalities of our children. There's a lot that comes into play. Uh, in terms of uh, mamas not loving their experiences. And it could also be a situation where, like me, I felt like being a stay-at-home mom was like the end-all be-all when I, when I was just entering it, right? Like even mm-hmm. when I was still pregnant with my firstborn, like you said, it was like, well, you know, the best or the, the, the way to do this and do it right as a mom is to stay home with my child. Like what's the point of having kids if I'm not going to stay home with them? 
Right. Well, ultimately, I ended up feeling extremely disappointed in that experience. And although I love my babies with, you know, my whole heart, that doesn't even need to be said. I just did not resonate with that experience of being a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, give again, just like working with moms who maybe they want to be home and they're working full time, or maybe they're home and they're realizing or don't even realize like that is not a good fit for me. I mm-hmm. need more balance. I need more interaction with my, you know, I need to use my brain more. I need to use my creativity, all of those things. So there's, there's, it's a multi-layered approach, truly. Absolutely. Well, and I think too, like even understanding each, I mean, so you out there as a mom, having somebody understand your personality and what fills you up. Like, for example, with me, it was like, I feel fulfilled when I feel accomplished. So I came from the corporate world, right? Where every single day I'd leave and there was something that I did that day that was like, I, my head could hit the pillow and I could really feel like I made a difference in the world. Whereas like, you know, like whatever Brian would get home after work and he'd be like, Oh, what'd you guys do all day? And I was thinking to myself, like, and he's like, Oh, like, haven't you cleaned up yet? You know, that like, well, 14 times, you know, like, yes, I've like mess, you know, clean up the paint from the table. I've, but like, there was no end. Like there was no like, Oh, I did this unless I stayed up right after the kids went to bed. And then I went to bed with a clean house, which then do I put in all that effort knowing in the morning, the first thing that happens when they wake up is everything's all over the place again anyway. And so it was really this, massive cycle of nobody seeing what I was doing, not feeling enough, right? Not having anybody to talk to, to say, Hey, um, and even in the mom groups that I was in, I still wasn't feeling supported. I was still kind of in that comparison phase of like, Becca, when are you going to be enough? And then reading books, right. That was still didn't, still didn't connect me to like, Hey, Becca, like find you and do you like, nobody ever told me that that wasn't a thing then. Totally. And I still, it's still not a thing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like we, we read the books and we ask the questions because we think we're inadequate and we, and we feel like, you know, well, it, it, like you said, it's just not enough to be present with my babies on a day-to-day basis in a messy house and that be okay. You know, we're not, we're not having the conversations around, um, you know, the choices that we make, whether we choose to become a parent or not, the choices that we make define our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we're, we're choosing to self-sacrifice or we're choosing to buy into this whole idea that like perfect moms or, you know, we like that whole idea of like a Pinterest mom, which I don't really, I don't really know what that even is, you know, like, but the comparison piece and, and all of it, it can just be really um, extremely detrimental to, women's uh, mental health and, and mama's mental health and, and, and self-worth. Um, and instead of like looking internally to say, what is, what is it that's really going to feel good for me today? We're, we're trying to find that answer outside of ourselves, you know, always on social media or extensively on social media, or like you said, reading the books or the blogs and like trying to figure it out, um, which is something that you and I have talked about significantly, but um yeah, it's just the culture around motherhood is really um, toxic, I think. And that that is also a huge passion of mine is just to shift the culture of the actual experience of motherhood. You know, there's mothering, mm-hmm. which is the, the act of mothering day in and day out. And then there's motherhood um, as it is like, you know, defined in our culture and our, our society. So, right. yeah, absolutely. And 
Um, there's just so much, <laughs> there's so much yeah. to cover. And a lot of that is exciting for me. And it's also heartbreaking just right. knowing that, um, there are obviously, and certainly mamas who are, you know, just transitioning into motherhood and feeling like they've got to keep up with the Joneses or feeling like, you know, I have to do this and this and this in order to be a good mama, you know, mm-hmm. all these qualifiers and all these standards, which it's just made up. Um, so, yeah, it really is. And it's interesting. I had a really cool experience yesterday and obviously, you know, we do extensive work around triggers. And one of the things you guys that Allison can do for you as a coach is help you with the things that are triggering you about your kids, because they're, they're in your life for a reason, right? They chose you, they came, they came here, they chose you as a parent. And, mm-hmm. um, one of the neat things is they also help us grow as a, as a, you know, spiritual being in a human body. And, um, yesterday, Bella is my youngest, right? She's five. And she said, mom, um, can I do some experiments in the kitchen? And like, I don't know about you, but I feel like for every mom, that's like a nightmare. So I was like, okay, Becca, like, can you let her experience the things that she wants to experience? And so she's going through the pantry. She's pulling out chia seeds, which of course I want you to mix water and chia seeds in the kitchen. Right. And she got some oatmeal and some other things and she was going to make this experiment. And she was the only kid home. The other kids were at school. And so I thought, okay, so one of the things that I've really been working through is identifying the triggers and finding out where they came from. And so every single time that the kids have a miss, a mess in the house, my body is triggered, but like, let's be real. Kids make messes all the time. I make messes sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my childhood and I was like, what, what is this from? Like, where did this come from? Like noticing. And the message as a kid was every single time I made a mess, I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. so I have that awareness now to be like and so every single time I'm learning like this whole rewiring reprogramming like every single time that I'm triggered instead I go to the beach and I put my feet in the sand and I feel it so I'm rewiring the feeling underlying and then forgiving my mom right not that she she did the best she could right and obviously we for the most part really parent the same way that our parents have parented us just subconsciously Um, but I was able to shift it and let her make a mess and then spend the 10, 15 minutes afterwards helping her clean up. And it was this aha moment, Allison, of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you today because how many moms out there experience these different triggers and they don't know why. And it's dramatically also negatively impacting our experience. Like the goal is, is that working with Allison, that you love being a mom, that you are filled up, that you are doing things that light you up, that you're doing things for yourself where your cup is overflowing. And in turn, you're teaching your kids, which is the most valuable piece of this, how to show up in the world and be your authentic self. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, being a mom as a piece of my experience in this, you know, Mm -hmm. of my human experience, it's not all of who I am. Right. And giving myself permission um, and valuing myself enough to know that like mother, being a mom is a passion that I have, but I'm multi-passionate and being a mom isn't going to fill me up, you know, all the way. And I always thought it was. And I think that that's another um, hard lesson to learn as we transition into motherhood is that actually by giving and giving and giving, it doesn't fill up our cup. 
that we have to give to ourselves first. And then from that overflow, allow, you know, fill into the cups of our, our daughters, our, our sons, our husbands, our partners, our spouses, whatever, whoever, it, whomever it is. But, you may, you know, that whole piece of being triggered and the, um, you know, like the deep trauma that resides in our body, all of that become, it's like a sleeping giant. And um, it, as we transition into motherhood and we have children who trigger us in different ways and each child can trigger us differently than the <laughs> yeah. next, right? Like they all have their own unique personality and their own unique experience in the world. But like having that part of us lie dormant for years and years and years and until like, for me, it was my babies crying and it still is, mm. you know, for whatever reason, crying really triggers me and it makes me feel um, angry and rageful. And, you know, of course, that's stemming from a really traumatic experience that I had in my own childhood that to me it was and, and, and there can be so much judgment on ourselves for these experiences that we have that we don't understand you know, and so a huge part of my healing has come from instead of judging myself, I offer myself compassion um, for those, you know, for the inner child that still lives. I mean, she's still here in my heart, right? That's still a part, a huge part of who I am is my, my own childhood experience. And so absolutely, I think, you know, triggers in our own childhood wounding and our, um, the trauma that we hold in our body, because we all have some form, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma, it, it's there, it's in our, mm -hmm. you know, it's our somatic experience. And so when I said that there's like multi layers of, of healing, and um, that's what I'm talking about. It's not just like, oh, if I could get a babysitter so that I can go out and have, you know, drinks with my, my good friend, like, yes, that's where we start to give a little bit of space for our own existence as a human being. But then from there, it's just, it's so much deeper than that. And I'm really, really glad. I'm so grateful that you're, we're having these conversations because it's, it's critical. It's critical to our own health and well-being, and ultimately having a joyful experience of life. I mean, really, what's the point? That's what it comes down to, to me, for me is like, what is the point of living this life if it's not going to be joyful and enjoyable, you know, so Absolutely. even being moms, just because we're a mother doesn't mean that's a death sentence and that we have to put up with this, the shit that we experience or the shitty feelings that we have. We're making choices on a daily basis and a moment to moment basis of the life that we want to create. And so what, mm -hmm. what do you want to create? What do you want to experience as a mom, which is just a part of your life? It's not all of your life, you know? no. And that redefining is so valuable. I remember when I had gone through my divorce in that summer, I was, you know, just kind of in the process of healing and, and being the redefining and what I wanted. And I remember when I was like, oh, I did, I did a lot of travel that year. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're leaving your kids. And my message to my kids was like, mom's going on an adventure and you're going to go on an adventure, right? Whoever they were staying with or whatever they were doing, right? A completely different experience than if I would be with them. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how incredible our adventures were and what's happened over the course of the last couple of years of them seeing mom just going out and doing all these things and experiencing and being gone for two weeks and whatever. And, you know, thankful for technology that we can still FaceTime every single day. 
but that they've learned that life is an adventure. Now they want to go explore the world and eat different food and meet new people and do new things and try whatever. Like they're so open. Um, and it's like the, what we're showing them is so beautiful. And I also had to redefine that their experience in life is not necessarily based upon me being with them 24 seven, which was my old definition, right? Like yes. that they get to thrive and I'm just here as a guide, like yes. it's their soul and it's their soul's purpose. I'm here as a guide. And so therefore the best thing I can possibly teach them is to not fall into the trap of that their experience is, is a hundred percent solely based upon what I, what I do. Right. And not saying, I mean, obviously there, you can misinterpret that. Right. But just that general well-being. So I guess my question for you is this, is in this method of redefining with mamas, what do you find is the most valuable? What do you find is the most valuable message that, that you give them? You know, I think that that, differs a little bit on an individual basis for sure but I, I I would say you know a message that is at the core of the work that I do across the board is that you are worthy of living a joyful and fulfilling life apart from your children just like we've been talking about that you know that is a piece of who you are and that sacrificing your whole self for them is actually extremely detrimental, not only to the mother-child relationship, but to the relationship you have with yourself and your spouse, your friends, your family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that it's actually, you know, you're, you're slowly strangling that whole relationship, that whole your whole life experience by holding on so tight. And I had the same exact belief that, um, you know, the more, the closer I can be to them, the more time that I can spend with them, the better. Um, and I was just so terrified of letting go, you know, of, right. of, of leaving them with other people, of trusting others to take care of them. And even, especially in like the deep, deep, suffering of my postpartum depression and anxiety. I mean, I was even looking over the shoulder of my husband as he was putting diapers on my infant daughter, you know, like it was just this, and that's a whole nother beast, right? Right. Whole mental yeah. health piece. But um, when you come from a place where you're just terrified, like terrified to let go, um, there's, there's more going on there than just wanting to be like a good mom, you know? There's, mm -hmm. there's way more happening under the surface than that. So it's hard to find just one message because it's such an individual, it's such an individual experience. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, like when you just said that it kind of triggered, like, are we parenting in fear? Are we parenting in faith? Like, do we trust ourselves that we actually know intuitively how to do this without even looking around to see what the rest of the world is doing? Do we just know you know, it's almost like as I'm playing with this whole homeschooling thing and they have different whatever, like, can I trust myself to know that even the rest of the world is going left and I'm going right? Can I trust myself in faith and not out of fear of keeping them the same because that's just the way to do, you know, whatever it is? Yes, that is such a powerful question. 
mm-hmm. is something that I will lean into more as I, you know, coach and work with women and empower them to create a life that they love. But I think that that belief of, or that trust in yourself, I think that the very beginning stages of that as a parent, as a mother start in pregnancy and birth and, you know, and learning how to um, parent from a place of trust, because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, systemically there's this belief that, you know, pregnancy and birth, that birth is like a, you know, it's like a health crisis. um, And that, you know, like we're taking power away from women, whereas, you know, trusting your body, your body knows what it needs Mm. to do, right? And Mm -hmm. trusting that when your baby is birthed, that you can actually listen to what it is that you're, you're, what feels good for you in parenting your baby, whether that's keeping them close or separation or, or, um, you know, and so we put the power in the hands of other people, um, whether it be, um, you know, an obstetrician or a midwife or a pediatrician, you know, or an expert in a book. But the truth is that the wisdom and the power lies within us, the love, like you said, it all lies within, but we've just been so um, programmed to believe that the answers, like I said, the get-go lie outside of us, you know, that someone else is the expert on, on our baby. And that's right. not true. And it is really empowering to, to, to reclaim that, to take that back and to say, actually, I get to do that differently. And I think it's when we see women and mothers like you, Becca, who are choosing to parent and to live a life with your children that is different, just not even radically different, but just different than the, um, you know, like outside the norm. And I think that that's how, how it begins, right? Like a a revolution almost of, is this really working for us? (laughs) Is, is the way that we're doing things working the way that we're mothering, the way we're parenting, the way that we are being as women in the world, is that working for us? Or do we want to just give ourselves permission to try something else? And who are the leaders in that? Who is shining the light? Who's holding the flashlight as we we walk through that darkness? Right. And we have to have those women doing that because otherwise, mm-hmm. if we don't see it, we don't believe that it's possible. At least that's, you know, I'm working on that myself, but um, yeah, it can be a completely different experience than what we're having right now. Mm-hmm. When it's such a journey, you know, it's so funny. Yes. It's even like the kids are like, at mom's house, we don't care if our, our socks match, but at dad's house, like, they really are very, and it's like stressing about like nothing, none of it matters. Like just do you and like do it the way that feels good. Right. Like, yes. I mean, and, and just know that it's a journey. Like we're never there. Like we're just every day. It's like, what feels good to me today? Actually super cool. Allison on Saturday when we had the retreat and we were working on the average alignment, right? Yes. One of the things that I shifted in the morning was the waking the kids up. I'd usually be like, Hey kids, let's go. Come on. Like this very like masculine energy of hustle. Like, can you imagine waking up like that? And I bring the dog and the dog jumps on the bed and licks their face. (laughs) Like if I woke up like that, like I would be like, I don't know, traumatic, you know, traumatized for the day. And so I shifted like as of Monday, I shifted into this very like gentle, quiet, rubbing their back speaking loving words to them in just a very slow process, like almost like this, if we miss the bus, so what? Like, 
but this, and I tell you what, just like, like, like you guys, this is how Allison's going to work with you. Just these tiny little tweaks make a massive difference. I mean, like connection. And then the day Brady came home and he was like, mom, I shoveled your driveway or the sidewalk. Like he doesn't do those kind of things, but I'm noticing, and it's, it's a, you know, relationships, right. Are our biggest teachers, but like you guys are crazy not to have a coach and you're crazy not to hire Allison K because you're worthy, right? I think that's the message, right? You're worthy of having support. You're worthy of investing in yourself to give yourself the um, opportunity to thrive in this season. Yes. Yes. That you is- can't express it enough. No. And I, you said it just so beautifully that you, you, are, you are worthy of thriving in your mm-hmm. motherhood experience. That's mm-hmm. absolutely it. And it gets to go well. That's it. It does get mm-hmm. to go well and you get to create it. However, it feels good to you. You get to say mm-hmm. no to things. You get to say yes to things. Right. And I mean, I reached such a, and we, you know, we don't necessarily have to hit a rock bottom in order to say like, this isn't working for us. Right. We can right. feel like, okay, this is not working and it's been going on for a little while. But for me, it was like a couple years where I was just mm-hmm. so miserable and I finally got to a point was like where I said to myself and to my husband, I don't care if we live on the side of the river with nothing. The only thing that matters to me is my connection to you and to our girls. That is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So, right. Our, mm-hmm. our values play strongly into our experiences on a day to day basis. But I mean, I have spent a significant amount of time and money and energy into my own transformation because I reclaimed myself worth and I am worthy. I deserve to thrive mm-hmm. in this. Yes. And every single mother does every single woman does. And so it's, it, you know, it is going to take time and it is going to take money, but you know, what is the, what is your ultimate goal? How do you desire to feel right? right. And it's right. Just, to me, that's so silly to get caught up on, um, spending money on yourself. You know, the other day I was part of a conversation online where a woman was, you know, having a really challenging experience with her husband around some past trauma. And she was saying how she didn't have time or money to go see a therapist. Mm. I didn't even take the time to comment because the woman had already made up her mind that 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 she's not worthy. Right. That's a total excuse. You can make the time and you can find the money, you know, Right. But you have to realize that that it's you're actually worth that investment. Um, and I don't you know, I don't know how and, and it isn't about the how. Right. Like I know eventually every person gets there on their, their own time. Like you said, we're all on this journey at different phases and stages and um, willingness to yes. to take full responsibility. And that's another huge part of my message is taking radical responsibility for your life. Yeah. That it's not someone else's fault that you're experiencing what you're experiencing or that you're right. feeling the way that you're feeling. Right. Well, and let, let somebody guide you. Like we are yeah. not, you know, the, some of the best experience of my life, all of them really, has been having a coach. Yes. I transform with that. Yes. So I, and I would say no brainer. Totally. A, a coach, a therapist, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, and I think sometimes it takes multiple mod- modalities and maybe not mm-hmm. all at the same time, but, you mm-hmm. know, only hand in hand and, 
Um, and I think for me too, that I have walked through the fire, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I have been through the shit, which I know that you have too. And I'm committed on a daily basis to my growth. And yes. I, you know, like I have walked through it and I'm not, I'm not at the end and I never will be, it will be a journey, but that I can truly hold hands with other women and say, look, I've been through this experience and I'm thriving on the other side. Let me help you, <laughs> you know, like, yes, yes, let yes. Me let me hold you. your hand and we'll walk through this fire together. Yes. yes. I love that. Well, great. Allison. So what is the best way for our listeners to reach you? So I'm on Instagram and I am Allison. Ryan with one L. I'm also on Facebook as Allison Jane Ryan, A-L-I-S-O-N. And my website is Allison Jane Ryan. So probably reaching out through my website would be the easiest way to connect with me. There's a contact page and I'm always open to having conversations and, you know, coffee chats and just starting the conversation around how can I support you? What do you need right now? Those are the best ways to reach out to me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allison. This was an amazing chat and I'm so excited for the people that you are here to serve. So thank you so much for your, your service and your gift. Thank you, Becca, so much for this opportunity to connect and for sharing my message. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share for more incredible support. Go to my website, at www.beccagrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.